The Rudy Giuliani Show. Hello, America. This is Rudy Giuliani. You're listening to The Rudy Giuliani Show. And I'm so happy you're, uh, you're with us so that we can uh, cover what's going on, get to you the information that's being kept from you. In many cases, uh, that's the most critical information. And then have a chance to discuss how we get our country back on track and off the express train to Marxism. Well, I guess first thing we got to figure out is how do we get our country safe again? You know, great again is one thing. Safe again is another. When Donald Trump ran for president, he talked about making America great again. When I ran for mayor of New York City back in 1993, I was talking about making New York City safe again. And uh, last night is probably one of the first that reminded me of the bad old days. The bad old days were when there were so many shootings at night, uh, hospital um, emergency rooms were just overrun. And the doctors there would tell you it was like being in Vietnam. And uh, so we had, we had five homicides in just four hours across New York City last night. <sighs> One up in the Bronx in the Grand Concourse. It was a 24-year-old man. He was shot in the torso and killed on Lincoln Avenue. Uh, The one in the Grand Concourse, I'm sorry, then one in Jamaica, Queens, then another one in Queens, and then uh, another one in Queens. Oh, my goodness. So the the NYPD put out that gun arrests are up 4% over last time this year. Make, making it uh, the highest since 1995. I was the mayor in 1995 when we had the highest gun arrests. This is how we brought down crime, the highest gun arrests. However, here's the problem. Next sentence. Only 20% of those arrested remain behind bars. So we catch them with guns. Hopefully we take the gun and then we let them out. I hope we're not letting them out with the gun. But since there are five... 100 million, something like illegal guns. About how much time do you think it takes the guy we let out with the gun to go get a gun and then become part of the group that is uh, shooting people, harming people, hurting people? I mean, uh, five homicides in four hours. And um, I mean, that's not that's not the beginning or the end of the crime. I mean, then you have you have other crimes that are that are committed. The Virginia, te- the Virginia teenager who was struck by a, by a stray bullet. I mean, those are the kinds of things that keep people away from the city. This whole situation with Jose Alba and the obvious injustice going on now over a week where a man uh, trying to defend himself is on trial or put on trial or charged with murder. That, that says to people... What do I do when I get attacked by a felon uh, like this guy, Simon? Uh, seven-time loser, career criminal, beat up cops, walked in there, knocked the old man down, ready to punch him around. What do you do? You take the punching and hope? Hope he doesn't kill you? Hope he, he just cripples you? Uh, become a punching bag for another human being? When all you did was the card didn't work. And she's there egging, egging him on, egging the guy on. Now, 
two things about the injustice here are they're going to ruin New York City's reputation. Would you, mayor and governor, wake up? This has become a national story. It's covered all over America, this ALBA story. What is it? Are we a week into it? I think we are. Something like that. Every detail of it is now being played out. And we look like, we look like, we look like the, uh, not even the old West. I don't know what, what, what we look like. City of injustice. The city where the guy defending himself goes on trial. The guy who attacks, uh, yes, he gets killed, but then his girlfriend trying to help him is let off the hook. She's, uh, she's defending the criminal. She's actually an accessory. In any other system of justice anywhere, she's an accessory. And she really was the motive force for it. She's the one who went and got She went and got the guy to go beat up the old man. And she's not being charged. All that leaves you with is, where am I living? That, uh, people in, in Texas thinking of coming to New York for the weekend say, I'm going to go there? What do they think there? What's going on there? And it's not being straightened out. I mean, the longer and the longer you make it go, the more you make it like difficult, the more people figure they're going to get caught up in something like this. And they simply don't know what to do. Now, Bragg is allegedly supposed to have said he's going to think over very seriously what charges. Now, you got to watch that carefully uh, when he was talking to Mateo. What charges can mean some form of murder? The uh, second, he doesn't seem to be rethinking the woman who is an accessory to the crime. That has to be rethought. And then the idea that Adams has that he's making progress on crime, the, the, the numbers are out again this month, or this week for Comstat, all the crimes are up 38% since he's been mayor. Good record, 38%. You know how big an increase 38% is? Cities that are really scared, like, I guess, Philadelphia or whatever, they're, they're up like 8 or up 10%, uh, 38%. And every category of crime is up. As of the time Comstat came up, every category was up. But murder, now you add these five, I think murder's up too, or very close to being up. It's supposed to go the other way. It's supposed to go the other way. And this whole thing of Bragg, uh, just nobody having the guts to say Bragg's got to go, who has the power to, to do it. There's a Times Square mugging on video, if you'd like to see that. Hmm. Then we switch over to Minnesota and the, 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 those children yelling at those cops. What are they, six, seven years old? This is like Palestine. You know, in Palestine, they bring up the kids to kill Jewish people and they kill Americans. What are they, they, bring, they bring up the kids to... Call cops these names, F-U, and see the problem? The problem is not the cops. The problem is the brainwashing that's going on. Excellent article by maybe one of one of the most insightful writers today, I think, and that's Jason Riley, and it's in the Wall Street Journal. I won't read it all to you, but it, it points out that, well, there was once an expression that says, uh, this black, black uh, political figure said, please save blacks from white liberals. If it weren't for white liberals, a lot more of us would survive. And he's talking about social justice and just how intelligent it is to stop, stop and frisk. 
because stop and frisk saves thousands and thousands of black lives, and when it's gone, thousands and thousands of black people get killed. Just how, just how, um, just how intelligent it is like, for Larry Krasner to let people out in Philadelphia, you know, with, on these gun things. Oh, let them go. They shouldn't go to jail. So then that we just have more criminals in the street killing more people, and eight out of ten of them are African American. That was basically the thrust of, of, of Jason's article, that the pursuit of social justice is getting people killed. Uh, I think it is. Um, I think it is. Ama- I think it's amazing. I thought the the interchange between uh, Senator uh, Senator How- Howell uh, and uh, I guess I guess <laughs> I guess we're having a hard time. Uh, we're having a hard time uh, defining women. Hawley and 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 Bridges. This is cut ten. Let's just listen to it. It's hard to describe it. Your view is is that the core of this this right then is about what? So um, I want to recognize that your line of questioning um, is transphobic, <laughs> um, and it opens up trans people to violence by not recognizing that. Wow, you're saying that I'm opening up people to violence by asking whether or not women are the folks who can have pregnancies? I mean, I... I, I, I'm in a state of shock. I know I'm supposed to talk. I'm on radio. I can't even make faces. So if, I, if this was television, I could make some nice faces for you. Like, what the hell are they talking about? But then I see this article. The Church of England refused to offer a definition of women, arguing that developments required additional care when attempting a definition. I thought they would go back like to the first cup, first chapter or two of the Bible, right? Um, Oh, this will really get him. A woman comes from the rib of a man. <laughs> I think I'm going to be suspended for two weeks. <laughs> Isn't that what it says in the Bible? Am I wrong? Is that, is that in the book of Genesis or not? I think it says in the book of Genesis, here's a, a thousand, couple of thousand year acceptable definition of a woman, that which came from the rib of a man. There's no official definition, the Reverend Robert Ennis said, which reflects the fact that until fairly recently, definitions of this kind were thought to be self-evident. <laughs> well, the Church of England, I'm not going to say anything else. I'm going to get in deep trouble if I start talking about the Church of England and Henry VIII and all that history and Thomas More. How about how about our president? He's really in a good mood, huh? Mm-hmm. You see him on the way out yesterday. Let's do cut fourteen. One of Joe in his in his charming mood. Mr. President, what's your message to Democrats who don't want you to run again? They want me to run. Two thirds say they Read don't. Read the polls. Read the polls, Jack. You guys are all the same. That poll showed that 92% of Democrats, if I ran, would vote for me. A majority of Democrats say they don't want you to run again in no. 2024. 92% said if I did, they'd vote for me. <laughs> you know, this is, I mean, in, in a way, this is a typical political thing. We shouldn't really get down on Biden except for his attitude about it. 
So he's taking the good part of the poll and they're taking the bad part of the poll. The good part of the poll was that despite the fact that something like 90-something percent of Democrats don't want him to run, if he ran against Trump, they'd vote for him. But, of course, if Darth Vader ran against Trump, they'd vote for Darth Vader. We know they'll vote for anybody against Trump. So, but, so he's, he's emphasizing that. But it's the Jack thing that gets me on that, on that one. And uh, before we go to the break, let's do let's just uh, let's just do one more and the last of uh, you know the best of Biden yesterday. This is in Tel Aviv. Number sixteen. And now, as president, I'm proud to say that our relationship with the state of Israel is deeper and stronger, in my view, than it's ever been. And with this visit, we're strengthening our connections even further. We have reaffirmed the unshakable commitment of the United States to Israel's security, including partnering with Israel on the most cutting-edge defense systems in the world. <laughs> we, are re- re- we reaffirmed. This was given to me, Cut 16. I'll read it to you by the producer. Biden in Tel Aviv sounds like his teeth are falling out. <laughs> <laughs> Saying that the Israel... Uh, uh, a relationship is as strong as ever. His teeth may not be falling out, but his nose is getting bigger. That is such garbage that the relationship is getting better. The guy is like sucking up to Iran to make a nuclear deal so they could have bombs to destroy Israel. Well, this is nothing to laugh about. I know that. I can't help it. My friends tell me that too. When, you know, when he comes on and he says something stupid, I start laughing. He's a president. This is really dangerous. He's got his hand near the button. Well, we'll be right back and we will get to very serious subjects. America's Mayor, Rudy Giuliani. Well, we're back, and we're back with you on uh, the Rudy Giuliani Show. And I have to point out that one very, very important issue that doesn't get the attention that it deserves in terms of why our policing is so um, uh, difficult is this whole issue of qualified immunity. And I know it's a little difficult, but what it means is that if a police officer is sued or any city official is sued, if the mayor is sued, I got sued so much, it's ridiculous. If the mayor is sued, you have immunity. It's called qualified immunity because if you committed a crime or you did something really, really wrong, uh, I think it would have to get to the stage of almost a crime, like gross, gross, gross negligence. So I got sued probably 500 times as mayor, and I think I only had two that tried to break qualified immunity. And one of them was for the firefighters and police officers that I fired for um, doing blackface and, and, and also recreating uh, the, the, a, a terrible, a terrible um, lynching that had taken place in Jasper, Texas. And I fired them on the spot. And the issue really was, um, was I violating the administrative procedures of the city by expressing my opinion that they should be fired. Well, that's a big, long issue. That, so they tried to impose personal liability for that. And eventually the Court of Appeals held in my favor. Uh, what, what this means is anytime a cop gets sued, he's personally liable. So he, he, uh, he arrests a guy. He's perfectly clean arrest. And the guy alleges that he punched him. Maybe you go before a prejudiced judge or court. So any, any, any day, any hour, any minute, you can be bankrupted. You can be sued. Your family can be put in jeopardy. And you don't have the same protections that a teacher has, that the mayor has, that, thank God, the firefighters have, that everybody else has in government. It's been taken away by our vindictive police-hating city council. And our um, law and order mayor has not seen fit to fight 
the fight to get that restored. And Hochul, when asked about it uh, originally when she was running, she said that, you know, she um, that she she didn't think the police should get as much protection as they were getting, which kind of sounds like she doesn't want to have it. And now she's she's thinking about it. Yeah, governors don't have to think about things like this. I, I will tell you the position of the Republican candidate, Lee Zeldin, all four Republican candidates in the debate. Qualified immunity will be restored immediately for the police. If you don't have it, you end up with nine-minute wait, like uh, you're getting right now. That was also something pointed out, very, very sage uh, 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 comment by um, Jason Riley as to one of the reasons why crime is so up. Always look at response time. Response time is also a very good measure. I've analyzed lots of police departments and done reports on it. It's a very, very good measure of police morale. What it means is the faster the cops get to the incident, the better chance there is to save lives. Like, for example, if they they had gotten into that Alba incident uh, a minute earlier, it never would have happened. If they got into it in exactly the time it was happening, anything could have happened. Gosh, they could have shot Alba, right? They wouldn't have known. So when you see those response times delaying, what you're looking at, are police officers who are worried that they're going to get in trouble and don't feel they've got the full support of the mayor, the governor, and everyone to do the right thing. And if, God forbid, something goes wrong, they'll still be supported unless they have uh, committed a clear crime. I used to say to the police, guys, women, I give you the benefit of the doubt. And boy, that isn't so great. Every criminal gets that. It's called the presumption of innocence. But you don't get it. I give it to you. It went a long way. Not only on, on, on day in and day out crime, but a long way on September 11 to have those police officers not just like me, but respect me. So let's go to uh, Susan in Cole Snick. Hi. Hi, Susan. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. What's going on? Good. Uh, well, I have a question. I've been trying to get through to you to ask you this question for a while. And for some reason, I can't just let it go. Don't let it go. So here it is. Um, My husband and I voted in the 2020 elections. And a few weeks after that, we went to Monmouth County to the election um, building and voted in person. A few weeks after that, I went back to Monmouth County, and I asked them for a copy of my voter history. When they gave me my voter history, it read that they voted myself, and then I asked for my husband's. They voted him four times each. They had him? Four times. So what election was this, 2020 or 2021? 2020. The, pres- the presidential, the, the presidential, election. the presidential. And it was in five minutes after the polls closed that Mr. Murphy declared Biden the winner. When I when I questioned how they have four times and I have copies of these, I said, how, how do you have us voting four times? We came here once. They said, oh, the machine must have been broken, but they'll fix it. So then I said, well. Why didn't Mr. Murphy not claim Mr. Biden as the winner if the machines were clearly broken? 
And? Tell me what to do with these papers. Well, I would really like it if you would send me a, co- a copy of them, if you don't I mind. I certainly would, would love you, to. Could you, could you send them to me at, at WABC, just care, care of WABC, R- Rudy Giuliani? Just send me a copy. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Stay on hold. They'll give you the information, and we'll take, we'll take, a, we'll take a short break, and you stay on hold, and I'd, I'd, I'd like to see them. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Network. This is Rudy Giuliani back with you on the Rudy Giuliani show. And, uh, you know, I, I noticed right before I get to um, to the calls. Well, first of all, there is shark biting is going out on out on Long Island. Shark bites paddle border off Smith Point Beach. That's not all the way out there either. Hmm. And then there are some even further out. And they're going after the horse-drawn carriages again. I thought we had finished that. Things never, 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 never stop. And a Chicago cop was shot and paralyzed after helping break up a bar fight. It just gives you an idea of what, what's going on for the police officers all over America. But the one that gets me, like the, I don't know, you remember the horror movies? And you'd, 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 you'd kill the monster. And the monster be going, going the, you, like the monster would get buried, and then the, all of a sudden the hand would come out, and come after you again. Then you kill the monster again, come out and get you again. Fauci's back, Fauci's back, Fauci's back, and I understand he wants mass again. He wants mass again. So I just happened to be seeing Dr. Maria walking by. And I thought I'd get a medical opinion on the issue of masks because this is driving me. Even when I see people walking out of the street in hot weather with masks on, isn't it now, doctor? Yes. I'm not going to ask a leading question. I would be objected to in court. So tell me what you think about Dr. Fauci and others that now think we should have masks again because they say CCP virus is up a little. Well, Mayor Giuliani, thank you for inviting me in the door on the famous Rudy Giuliani show. It's always a pleasure to be here. So here's the thing about the masks that I see on the street. Number one, cloth masks don't prevent you from either transmitting it or getting it. So cloth masks are out. I see people with surgical masks. Those Two, will not prevent you from transmitting uh, a virus nor getting it. Because if you notice those masks, there's a lot of open air on the sides. And if you ever wear those masks and you wear glasses and your glasses fog up, that means air is getting out. Right. Right? It's not filtered. Those masks have no filtered. Now, the proper masks we wear in a hospital when we, say, have an infectious patient like tuberculosis are an N95 mask. But here's the thing about that, too. There's always a caveat. 
So anybody can go buy those. Nowadays, they're offered online. You can get a good mask, an N95. The problem is it has to be fitted to your face. So in the hospital, we get refitted every every year. And men can't wear uh, facial hair with them. And the reason you get refitted is because you could gain or lose weight. But I had a devil of a time getting one fitted to my face. So they put a big, big hood over you. So they put the... They, meaning usually your respiratory department, put a big, big hood over you in the mask that you think is going to fit. And they spray some chemicals in there. And if you can taste or or uh, smell it, it's it's not very good. So I had to wear one so tight. It was the most uncomfortable thing for whatever reason, the shape of my face, whatever it was. So, so the end, end result is that I've never said it said it to anyone yet i'm very close to it but like it doesn't do a damn bit of good generally it really doesn't it's more about mental health so if somebody feels better wearing a mask please do so yeah i mean bank robbers always did yeah and the lone ranger yeah but from the beginning we always said that you never needed one outside because of the atmospheric pressure and the size of the molecules and they'll drop faster so we always said it was unnecessary so why does, it, uh, is he getting pressured by the mass company they, they aren't making like a couple trillion this year what's interesting is so initially <laughs> you, just you just won't bite into the no, fact no, that no. he's a damn and, crook <laughs> initially pre-pandemic he said cloth masks you know can't prevent you from transmitting or getting the the disease any virus and then during the pandemic he was all about the mask whether it's cloth or surgical mask and then finally, towards the end of the pandemic, he said, no, they really d- don't work as, as, as we thought, although he always knew because we have good research on this. And so I'm very surprised that he's advocating to, to put be. on the mask again. He got a call again. from one of his Chinese friends who said, sales are down. Come on, go yes. scare him again to wear masks. I would love to know if we've made any dent in, in manufacturing PPE, so uh, protective gear for patients, for hospital personnel mm-hmm. here in America, because you know during the pandemic we were heavily revo- relied That's one on of the things China. You first pointed out, yes, one of our first shows early on yep. the fall of 2020. China started buying up all the PPE. Plus, they manufacture it. Either our pharmaceuticals come from China or India, or or both. They well, partner I knew all the time. The minute I saw Doctor. Ryan walking by, she would be up on this 100%. But it's she, probably boring to most people. No, but can I say, go live your life, work, please, have please, fun, love please, your family, please. and uh, don't worry about now it. And here's the thing you should know. From the last time you bought a mask, it costs 9.1% more now if it's following inflation. So uh, Biden hit a record again. I'm going to bring in my, my uh, trumpet for these. Biden says... That 9.1% inflation is unacceptably high. 40-year high. <laughs> but blames out-of-date figures that don't reflect full impact of gas prices decreasing. And everyone else says it's going to get worse. Yeah, so, some but, economists uh, but, say we're in a recession. So how many people are betting on Biden's economic acumen as against everybody else who says it's going to get worse? Well, we'll see. Let's see who we have on... <laughs> Why don't we Why don't we go to Steve in Brooklyn? Uh, you just brought up a second topic. I have a very important one to say second. But if they were really serious at the beginning about masks, how come 
The government didn't provide every citizen with full military gas masks such as you'd use in World War I against phosgene gas, mustard gas, chlorine gas, together with oxygen tanks and have a complete, completely hermetically sealed off environment. That was never even brought up by Fauci. Well, that would have interfered with all his friends making a lot of money off the mask. Can you imagine how much money was made off those masks? Wow. And you know, what? The, who controlled that? China. China China controls about, what, 90, the doctor's still here, what percentage? About 95% of our medical? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. It's in the 80s and 90s. I mean, the big winner here on money was, was um, them. So let's go to uh, Pete. Pete, Pete. Hey, Rudy, how you doing? I'm doing well, Pete. How are you doing? Well, first of all, I just want to say you are the best mayor ever, ever. And when you and uh, Donald Trump uh, get back into the White House, you know, I was on YouTube the other day, and I was listening to a Columbo uh, kingpin at one time that thinks very highly of you, Micah Francis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay? Yeah, and, uh, yeah. yeah. and um, he was mentioning about the RICO Act. How, you know, you got involved yeah. with that. Yeah, sure. And how the mob just dried up because when somebody caused a crime, everybody got jailed. Right. Here's my point. I'm going to throw this idea at you. It's not really a, a new idea. Well, it's maybe it's a new idea. You guys get back into the White House. Two things. Make sure during the White House press seat, uh, seating, all these Jackasses in the past, the CBS, the WNBCs, they're sitting in the back row of the room, first of all. They're not in the front no more. They're in the back. And number two, come up with a, a, a different slogan for RICO. If these journalists, journalists lie to the American people, knowingly lie to the American people, they get fined heavy, really heavy. What do oh, you think? I don't repeat. You're, you're engaging my fantasies now, as opposed I, I to my so. political my political uh, reality, which is we have to accept this. But I do I do agree with the Trump style, which is not to take it from them. And I think he I'll tell you what he did for us, which is a great great contribution. They were dominating the narrative constantly, and they lie like hell. They just completely completely lie. And by going back at them, he created a counter narrative uh, and, and got the truth out. I will tell you that the uh, J6 committee, for example, and I've got to find the right way to do this. But uh, the, the, first of all, the, the, it, it, it's got on the committee some really professional liars. Uh, Shifty Schiff is a professional liar. That's what he does for a living. And the way in which they presented things yesterday was to. Uh, it was like presenting a documentary, and they present just what they wanted. Like they presented a piece of testimony of mine that made it sound like I was agreeing with something. They kept out the earlier part of it where I had explained that I was disagreeing with it. It was very, very cute. Then, then they had things attributed to me that I have explained, you know, didn't happen that way. But they didn't bother to put up my explanation that would contest what was being said. I happen to know mine better than any others, but then I do happen to know several others it was a completely false, disingenuous presentation of what happened. And uh, I think the only way you can do it is to go back at them, uh, either at the time if you have the opportunity. But since that committee is set up not to give you the opportunity to do that, it's a totally uh, 
fascist type committee where there's you can't call witnesses on the other side. You can't cross examine witnesses. Uh, the only Republicans she would accept were rollover uh, uh, Republicans that are, that agree that you know Trump is some kind of monster. So there's no one there even being allowed you know five minutes of cross examination uh, to say well for example when that Cassidy woman said that she was told that I asked that I Rudolph Giuliani asked for a pardon. No one asked her, well, who told you that? I'd like to know because that person is lying to her. So somebody's lying here, either that person or her. So if I were cross-examining her, which I used to do for a living, that'd be my question. And, you know, in a court, if she didn't identify that person, testimony stricken from the record because it's not credible enough. On the other hand, it's taken as gospel now all over the world. Well, first of all, it's untrue, and second— it would not have been admissible in any uh, proceeding conducted by rules of fairness, which means this one is not being conducted by rules of fairness. So let's go to uh, let's go to Jimmy. Mr. Mayor, you remember a couple decades ago, uh, the Soviets, Castro, were trying to take over Latin America, Nicaragua, and the Democrats went after Oliver North. Oliver North had a chance to speak. He totally exposed what was going on, and Oliver North came out looking like the winner. Eventually, the communists ended up winning. They've been controlling Nicaragua ever since. But here's a better case. You've got to track down this film. South Korean Colonel, Colonel Bo Pak, was sent to America to try to counter the communist work in America against South Korea. So he was accused of trying to bribe people in the American media. At his hearing, he was allowed four or five minutes to talk. South Korean Colonel Bopak accused and proved Congressman, Democrat Congressman Donald Frazier was a communist. Everybody on the panel was shocked. This is such a beautiful outing. You had two colonels, two colonels fighting against communism, and both of them were attacked, and they tried to destroy them, the Democrat Party, who supports the communist movement, basically. So Colonel Bopak ended up exposing Congressman Donald Frazier as being working with Trotsky groups and others and exposed what he's doing. Congressman Donald Frazier was destroyed. He lost his next election. That's why the Democrats cannot allow somebody like you to be able to speak freely there. And Democrats, I would not call Congressman uh, Raskin a Democrat. I would not call Congressman Ben E. Thompson a Democrat. Ben E. Thompson is a known supporter and collaborator with Castro praised by Castro's newspaper, Congressman uh, Benny Thompson was, and Congressman uh, Raskin's father was a founder and leader of a KGB front group, Institute for Policy Studies in Washington, D.C. These guys are two hardcore anti-Americans. This is why they have to stop uh, President Trump and you, because you people were trying to counter all of America's enemies, and all of American enemies now, I believe, should be considered that they were all exposed, how the unity they have to try to stop Trump. We are in serious trouble. You were a great mayor. Thank you. Trump was a great president, and we've got to get you guys back well, in office. we got to have an anti-communist movement. It's crucial. Uh, that of course it is. It's, it, 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 it's the, when, when, when we say we're fighting for our way of life, that, that there is no exaggeration in that uh, at all. No, no, I, I wish there was. Uh, Joe in Bergen County. How you doing? Hi, Joe. I'd like to say about those 
uh, Anthony Fauci resurfacing his ugly face again in, in America is because they're planning on cheating again. <laughs> but that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling. I'm a, a retired police officer, 26-year veteran. As far as qualified immunity goes, I would never allow my child to work in a police department yes, or a city or municipality or state without qualified immunity. Uh, immunity. And I, I would never tell an associate or an acquaintance, and I talk to a lot of people, to do the same. And they ask me, should I ask for advice? Because they're biting off their nose despite their face. They could lose every cent they got in the world if you had a municipality fail to back you up on a bogus lawsuit. Yeah, and I mean, the, and the, the, you, nowadays you don't even, you have to assume that in a lot of these Democrat municipalities, they're on the other side. There, the, 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 I, I try to explain to people, you were, you, you were a police officer, you understand this. An arrest is an inherently uh, violent situation, and criminals often lie about what happened during an arrest as a way of trying to get out of the crime. I mean, it is common to complain that the police officer beat me up, the police officer did this, the police officer did that. Very often, it's a tactic. Well, I mean, if you're not going to have essential rules that give the police officer the benefit of the doubt, you can't do your job. And that is part, I mean, there are subtle things that are going on that people don't realize, but they see Adams like saying the right things and things going dramatically in the wrong direction. It's the things we're talking about that are not happening behind the scenes, which is why cops don't respect them. Uh, We will take a short break and then we'll be back for the mayor's final words. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. It's time for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, Mayor's Final Thoughts. Welcome back, Rudy Giuliani. This is um, the Mayor's Final Thoughts brought to you by Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org. That's what you hit, T2T.org. And you take out your credit card or your PayPal or whatever, and you pledge $11 a month to T2T.org. And what you will be doing is you will be helping really the undisputed real heroes in our society, the men and women who put their lives at risk in uniform to protect and to save us. Some of them lose their lives. And Frank Siller and T2T is right there, right away to help with the mortgage and everything else that can be done. And then some become catastrophically injured and T2T is there to build what we call smart homes for them. Told you I thought that one of the functions that I have, and I believe uh, to a large extent, uh, I see it uh, with the people on this on this radio station. I, it's not a it's not like a a principle or something you write down. It just happens. I think. I think that we we give you the news you don't get. I mean, you don't you don't uh, some of these things you don't no, nobody t- nobody tells you about like. What I did before when I said she said that the man told her that I had asked for uh, uh, not immunity for for a pardon when, in fact, I had told President Trump I don't want a pardon. And there are many witnesses to that. That's not even disputed. 
So she's getting she's giving testimony known as hearsay because she wasn't there. She's relying on somebody else. It's like testimony based on rumors or testimony based on she said to her and he said to her and he said to her. Now it comes to you. So in court, in order for testimony to be valid, reliable, not even necessarily true, but reliable, it has to be direct. You have to have heard it yourself. So now nobody bothered to point that out. So everybody believes that. Uh, now, here's, I'll give you another really, really cute and completely dishonest thing these, these uh, uh, extraordinarily dishonest congressmen did uh, yesterday. They played this game with the Oath uh, Keepers, I think it was, and they wanted it to look like uh, uh, Trump you know, was directly tell- signaling them. And uh, so they talked to one guy who they've obviously f- uh, flipped, but he's never talked to Trump. He just says he was electrified and galvanized and listening to Trump. And he says that not so much he was, but that Stuart Rhodes uh, took uh, Trump's tweets and comments as a signal. The fact the president was communicating, messaging, they gave him the nod. And all I can do is thank the gods. Things did not get any worse. Well, uh, they didn't. Uh, call Mr. Rhodes, did they? Mr. Rhodes' attorney, however, put out a little statement. His name is James Lee Bright. Mr. Rhodes' uh, attorney said the uh, committee didn't show evidence of any communications between Mr. Rhodes and the White House. Mr. Rhodes has been charged with seditious conspiracy in connection with the January 6th attack, and he's pleaded not guilty. So um, just leave that out, right? Doesn't uh, some sense of honesty in you tell you you should point out the qualification to it? I've been dealing with these people for five years through Russian uh, uh, collusion, lying, Russian collusion, collusion, treason, Russian collusion, sedition, Russian collusion, uh, perjury. And then uh, similar things with the uh, president of Ukraine and the uh, the, 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 the guy who was supposedly their informant who's been hanging around for about five years doing everything he can to try to uh, destroy Trump, including uh, things that would be really on the borderline of illegal, like asking the Ukrainian police to dig up dirt on Manafort and Trump and Donald Trump Jr. All of this is left out of any presentation of anything. Um, so when you watch this, this produced event yesterday, which look like some cheap documentary. This is the way you present evidence to me as a documentary. You leave out the first part of my sentence. You, uh, you have this guy say it affected them, but then you don't point out there was no direct communication. And I don't know what else Mr. Rhodes said, but what we really need to know is what was the effect on Mr. Rhodes? Uh, since it hasn't been given to you, I imagine it isn't helpful to them. This is, this is one of the biggest travesties of justice I've seen. If this were being run in a fascist state, it couldn't be done more unfairly. There's no opportunity to cross-examine, which right away violates uh, one of our fundamental rights, the right to confront the witnesses against you. Uh, that would be um, uh, the Sixth Amendment to the United States Constitution. It prevents you from calling your witnesses, violates due process. They wouldn't let me testify publicly. I said I'm happy to testify about what I can. I do have attorney-client privilege, 
restraints on what I can say, different than some of the others. That doesn't mean anything to them, but it does mean something to me. And it means something to me should they ever have like a fair inquiry about my practicing law, not what they're doing now, which is uh, being uh, being uh, pawns of the press and the, and the Democratic Party. So we'll be back tomorrow. We'll be bringing you what others keep from you so that you can be an informed citizen and so that we can preserve our way of life because it is in jeopardy and they're coming after it and they're trying to take it from us. And we rely on you, the American people. Tomorrow morning when you get up, please take my advice. Just say a little prayer. Say, thank God that I'm in America. God bless you and God bless America. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 